The Church Media Podcast, episode number 40. 10 new faith-based films your team should see. Part one. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for creating dynamic experiences and building solid production teams at your church. Video, audio, lighting, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now, broadcasting from the heart of the South, here's your host, Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. Welcome to episode number 40 of the Church Media Podcast. Thanks for listening to us this week. This is the definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. And speaking of those media production teams, this week I'm going to resource you with 10 faith-based movies that would be great for your team to see. I want you to be armed with great content to put on your team Facebook page, your team emails, Twitter account, and however else you communicate with your team. Part of you pastoring your people first is providing them with positive, productive content, whether that be prayer requests, encouragement, books, devotionals, uh, movies, and more. I want you to have stuff to share with your team. And just a side note here, Follow me and 1230 Media on Twitter and Facebook. We publish three new blog posts every week. Every Monday is the new podcast episode, and every Wednesday and Friday is a new post from a church media guru, whether that be me or Josh Blankenship, Dan Bracken, Josh Williams, Jonathan Malm, Kim Porter, or any one of our authors. Uh, Three new posts every week. I want you to share these posts with your team, not just to get our content out there to more churches, but we write material for you and for your volunteer team. It's absolutely free, and we want it to benefit uh, what you're doing every weekend. So we write about church video, audio, uh, lighting, stage design, uh, your volunteer culture, leadership, the latest faith-based movie or TV project, and a lot more. All that's at 1230media.com. To get straight to the blog, it's forward slash blog, 1230media.com forward slash blog. We even have interviews uh, with some of the best people in ministry, people from all aspects of church media and production. So follow us on Twitter at 1230. Now, this one's a little different. It's the word 12, the number 30, and the word media, 12, the number 30, and then the word media. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 1230 media. That's all spelled out the word 12, the word 30, the word media. 1230 media. Okay, so with that in mind, in this episode, I want to share 10 new movies in the faith based uh, space that I believe are worth seeing and sharing with your team. Now, you can trust me. I'm not going to lead you too far astray, I promise. (laughs) I'm going to give you five this week and five next week. Okay, so we've packed some interview clips that we've done with some of the actors and directors and producers and other crew involved in the 10 films that I'm going to mention. So hang tight. We've got a lot to get to this week. Okay, so I'll be back with the first movie on my list right after this. Check this out. You made the powerful, faith-filled war room the number one movie in America. This is my favorite place in this house. I call it my war room. Now you can own War Room on Blu-ray and DVD just in time for Christmas. Give someone you love the gift of War Room. You need to do your fighting. 
Radio. Starring Alex Kendrick, Priscilla Shirer, T.C. Stallings, Beth Moore, and Karen Abercrombie as Miss Clara. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. War Room, now available on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD. Rated PG. All right, so you guessed it. The first movie on my list is War Room. From the award-winning team behind Fireproof and Courageous, War Room is a compelling drama with humor and heart that explores the power of prayer uh, and the power it can have on marriages, parenting, careers, friendships, and every every other area of our lives. Uh, the film focuses on two characters, Tony and Elizabeth Jordan. They seemingly have it all together, a great jobs, a beautiful daughter, and their uh, dream house. But appearances can be deceiving. Tony and Elizabeth's world is actually crumbling under the strain of a failing marriage. And while Tony basks uh, in his professional success and flirts with temptation, you'll see that in the movie, Elizabeth's bitterness only increases. Now, uh, when the movie was in theaters last year, I spoke with actor T.C. Stallings, who plays Tony Jordan in the film. Here's what he had to say about the film and his character. Check this out. This is an exclusive interview from 1230 Media and Carl Barnhill. Get shareable content and free resources for your team at 1230media.com slash podcast. Here's Carl now. Joining me on the phone is the very smooth T.C. Stallings. T.C., thanks for joining me, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, dude. Now, the movie uh, did pretty good on its opening weekend, opening at number two, went on to number one, not too shabby. Now, were you surprised with uh, with how the movie was received? Um, I, was, I, was, I wasn't I was surprised that a lot of people enjoyed it, and uh, but I was surprised at number one. I think, uh, you know, we were in, a, in Atlanta at the, at, the, at the Red Carpet premiere, we were talking afterwards, and we were just saying to ourselves, hey, let's just be fans right now and, and uh, have some fun with it. What do you think uh, War Room's going to do? And we were throwing out things like, you know, uh, top five would be great, you know, top three would be amazing, but absolutely no one thought that uh, we could land at number one over at any point. And so it, it was a pleasant surprise. We've been celebrating and praising God for it. Yeah, it was very cool, man. Now, you played Tony Jordan in the film. Tell me a little bit about your character and what the movie is about for those who haven't seen it yet. Well, um, you know, War Room focuses on the power of prayer, uh, with the title War Room referring to Miss Clara um, cleaning out her closet and creating a space where she could go and get along with the Lord and seek Him for direction in life's battles. And so my wife, played by Priscilla Shire, is a successful real estate agent, and I am a successful pharmaceutical salesman. Um, and then we have one daughter. Uh, the, one of the, the biggest issue in the film is that we look like we have it all on the outside with a big house and the fancy cars, but on the inside, things are crumbling, mainly due to my poor leadership as, as a husband. And it isn't because, um, you know, I don't love my family, or it, it's more along the lines of just not knowing how to love them the way that they deserve to be loved. And then, I'm so driven in my job, and that's all I really, really care about. I kind of live my life through it. So if my job's going well, I'm doing great. If it's not going well, I'm not doing so great. And, and that makes for a pretty rocky household uh, for the Jordan family. So Priscilla Shire, my wife, I play, her name's Elizabeth in the film, and she, she wants this to change, uh, but she tries to just do it on her own ideas and through her own frustration and anger, which just makes more fighting. So when she runs into Miss Clara, um, who becomes her client for uh, real estate, Miss Claire, who's been through what she 
she, she's already been through what Elizabeth has been through. It feels led by the Lord to help Elizabeth get things together and she teaches her how to play and fight the battles on her knees. And when my wife starts to do this, this is when things really get interesting in the film. Uh, the Lord starts to move, and then the film goes on a roller coaster that, uh, that everybody will enjoy. Now, uh, how has the film had a, a big impact? I'm sure it's had a big impact on your personal prayer life and the life of the cast and crew as you guys are making the movie. Uh, maybe t- give me some examples of that, or how, how has the movie really affected you personally? Well, for me personally, I, you know, it, individually in different ways, it's affected everybody. And it's so cool when we get around, uh, either on a phone, conference call, or, or text thread and kind of talk about it. Um, for me personally, it's been the thing that I haven't been doing as much as I would like to is really uh, reflecting and, and, and looking at the times that the Lord has answered all my prayers in the past, uh, writing them down like Ms. Clara did with her uh, wall of remembrance, which is so key. Because even if you're a good prayer warrior, you pray all the time, and there are those times where um, you may feel like the Lord is being slow to answer a particular prayer. You know He'll do it, but you're getting real impatient. If you uh, have a wall of remembrance um, and you reflect and you record these times that He's come through before, you can look back and see, and it'll help you um, be more patient because you've seen Him do it before in a similar period that was long for you. So just recording the prayers, uh, celebrating the prayers, um, and then also... uh, to see the little girl Danielle go into the war room and start checking off prayers, um, I know my children follow me and do what I do. Uh, to have them going in there themselves and praying together as brother and sister, uh, that has also been something we committed to as well. So, you know, little things like that that make a big difference in our lives. Uh, the, the film has definitely done that for us. All right, movie number two is called Princess Cut. Now, this one is a great film, especially for the ladies on your team. It's definitely a chick flick. Uh, It's a romance movie and drama about a Carolina farm girl named Grace who launches on a quest to understand what it means to truly love another person. Last week on the podcast, uh, we learned some directing tips from Princess Cut director Paul Munger. So be sure to catch that on our website if you missed it. And the star of the film, Ashley Bratcher, Uh, is an author on our blog and a friend of mine. Uh, I interviewed her last year when the movie was in theaters nationwide. Here's what Ashley had to say. Joining me on the phone is the star of the new movie Princess Cut, actress Ashley Bratcher. Ashley, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right, let's talk about Princess Cut. Now, this is a starring role for you. Uh, tell me uh, how that came about, how you got involved with the project. So the way I found about Princess Cut is really interesting, actually. <laughs> I like to think of it as a divine appointment because I was sitting on Facebook and I was scrolling through my newsfeed, and I just happened to see that someone had liked this casting page. And I was like, oh, what is this about? So I click on it and I see their casting for Princess Cut. Well, I did not fit the description of the breakdown that they were casting the lead role for. They wanted someone that was blonde and over five foot four and um, 19 years old or something. And so I actually submitted myself. I saw the casting breakdown. I submitted myself for the role of the best friend, Tessa, who was a brunette, a little feisty, um, and, <laughs> and was completely different than the lead character. So I submitted myself for the role of Tessa got an audition for it, and then within two days, the casting director emailed me back and said, um, the director really wants to see you read for the lead role. 
And at this point, I didn't really have a lot of work to my name. There weren't very many credits for Ashley Bratcher. And so it was a very exciting opportunity. So I got the opportunity to read the entire script, loved it, and was just so, so happy to see such a great message in a film. Um, and so I went back and auditioned for the lead role and ended up booking the lead role. So it was a really crazy, wow. um, kind of bizarre experience for how it all came together. But I think that it was it was divinely orchestrated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, this is a directorial debut for the director. Uh, his name is Paul Munger, right? That's correct. And uh, did he write the script, or how did the script come about, and, and how did the script come to you? Paul and his wife, Sheila Munger, actually wrote the script together. And it's my understanding that it's based on their own love story, <laughs> and it was something that had been on their hearts for several years, and they felt very strongly about getting the message out. And Paul is just, I mean, a powerhouse because not only did he and his wife write this, but they, he directed and produced it. And it's just so many hats to be wearing. And the, what he's pulled off with the budget and wearing so many hats is just incredible. And it's all a testimony to God's hand at work with this film because he's, he, he did an amazing job with what so many people in the industry would consider so little. Now, in Princess Cut, uh, tell me a little bit more about, uh, you, you went into this some, but tell me a little bit more about your character and kind of the role that you play in the film. Uh, Grace is just conflicted. I play Grace Anderson, and she's just a young woman who is conflicted with, with what it means to really love someone. Um, and she wants to be loved so, so badly, but it, she's not really understanding what it means to feel true love. And so she's conflicted in that sense and, and submitting to the will of God in her life. And she's kind of hard-headed, like I think some of us can be, where she wants to do it on her own, and she kind of gets ahead of herself. So there's an interesting arc that you see happen where, you know, she's really frustrated and a little naive to begin with, and then... When she starts to trust God and her parents and, um, you know, just pray about things, then you see her mature and, and come to understand what true love is. The third movie on my list of 10 new faith-based films your team should see is a movie called Adrenaline. Now, this is a movie in the vein of Fast and Furious about the world of drag racing. It's about a driver whose world gets turned upside down when a near-fatal crash leaves him semi-paraplegic. He struggles to walk, to trust, and to race again. The film stars Gregory Allen Williams, Michael Rosander, and John Schneider. Now, these guys, you may not know their names, but you'll definitely know their faces. John Schneider, you'll know from Dukes of Hazard back in the day. The movie was a labor of love for executive producer and actress Irene Santiago. I spoke with her recently about bringing the film to the screen. Right after this clip from the movie, you'll hear my chat with Irene. Check this out first. That thirst, that need for that adrenaline pumping through your veins will never be satisfied. You'll always be like a junkie trying to get a fix without God. God? Really? What kind of God takes away a dad from a 12-year-old boy? You tell me that. Tell me that. God's not running the show here. We are. Is this your boy? He's the best driver in the state. Possibly the country. 
I never get enough. I'm never satisfied. I race to win, and that's my purpose. Hey guys, I'm blessed today to be joined on the phone with Irene Santiago. Irene is an actress, voiceover artist, producer, and acting coach who's been seen in such television projects as Touched by an Angel, One Tree Hill, High School Musical, and Secrets and Lies, among others. She's also been seen on the big screen in movies like Iron Man 3, Adrenaline, Badge of Faith, and most recently the film Providence. She's been a working actress for nearly two decades, and she is a believer in Jesus Christ. Irene, thanks so much for joining me today. It's a privilege to talk with you. Oh, it's my privilege to be here. Thank you so much, Carl. I I can't wait. Now, you've recently uh, starred in a series of faith-based films, including Adrenaline, uh, Badge of Faith, and most recently Providence. Now, how did you get involved in, in these particular projects? <laughs> Adrenaline has been many years in the making. Adrenaline was a project I actually uh, co-produced with my husband, and uh, I'm part of the co-producing team. So I'm co-executive producer, and this is something that has come about for years. I have been praying and praying for a, a project that we could do that um, I could that would, you know, glorify God. But this is before we left Utah, and suddenly when adrenaline happened, all of the pieces fell into place. We met the people at church. We met the director at church. We met both directors. There were two directors. So Alex Chatfield and um, Joseph Q. Simpkins, we met them both at church, and they had asked us to do some... uh, video presentations for church before, and I I thought it was kind of interesting. So I said, well, you know, if you need help with anything, I can, you know, I, I do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So they said, yeah, we actually need help. I'm, I'm um, a makeup artist. I said, yeah, I can do that. So it was for Petra. Uh, do you know who John Schlitt is? I do. I've interviewed uh, John Schlitt <laughs> way back in the day, radio, uh, doing radio. He's a great guy. Really well, super he, guy. Oh, he's amazing. He's so much fun. I came back to do the the makeup for him. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything about him. It was before my time, but I do remember a record my uh, my brother had called Head East. Yeah, the, he was the frontman for that. That's right. Rock before Petra. Yeah. Yes, before Petra. Yeah. And he, I did his hair. I did his makeup for this uh, video. Now that was some and serious hair. I just gotta say that is serious hair. I mean, and it's beautifully <laughs> cut. It is so perfect. <laughs> so, um, but it was it was great. Uh, met him, and so uh, that song we actually used it in Adrenaline, and so I also got to be the uh, the track reporter, where I also interviewed the race car drivers and some behind the scenes. Also, there's a lot of racers for Christ, and there's also some fun racers. Got to hang out with John Schneider. Um, it was a pretty awesome gig. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that. You got some uh, some pretty good names with uh, with John and, and and others. That was uh, you know some uh, a great cast as well in the film. Oh yeah, Greg Allen Williams, Charlena Moya. Uh, we have some locals, Michael Rosander and Mike Holmes. Two fantastic guys, uh, the, the lead and and, um, and his buddy. So it's we just had some really really awesome people on that set, and we just to be with the racing crowd and and all that was shot live live races. Uh, the Prince of Qatar was at one, and it was. 
It was just exciting. Movie number four is a movie you can watch for free in its entirety online and share it with your team and your friends. It's called Audacity. Now, the website is audacitymovie.com. Over half a million people have watched the film on YouTube alone. The movie comes from executive producer and author Ray Comfort. It's about the controversial topic of homosexuality and how a Christian responds to his friends and co-workers about this issue. It uses some real-life street interviews mixed with a compelling story to give some fresh insight and new perspective on the gay community. I talked with Ray when the movie came out about the story, the characters, and the need for a film like this. Here's what Ray had to say about it. Joining me on the phone is Mr. Ray Comfort. Ray is the CEO of Living Waters and the best-selling author of more than 80 books, including How to Know God Exists and The Evidence Bible. You may know him from co-hosting the award-winning television program The Way of the Master with actor Kurt Cameron, which can be seen in over 190 countries around the world. Mr. Comfort, it is certainly an honor to speak with you today, sir. Thank you for joining me. Oh, Kyle, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Now, in your movie, you tackled that issue, the, the issue of, of teaching Christians how to share the gospel with the gay community without compromising their beliefs and even without offending them. Tell me, in writing the movie, how did you wrestle with that concept? Well, I didn't want to do the movie. The reason I did it is because uh, I was suddenly convinced that Christians were in a, a moral dilemma themselves. They didn't know how to share the gospel biblically with a homosexual without offending him and without compromising scripture. And, and uh, they couldn't see there is a way to do both. And the scripture tells us there is a way to do both. First Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 through 10 says the law, the moral law, the Ten Commandments, was made for homosexuals as well as other people. So if you want to reach a homosexual for the gospel, you don't get into his sexual preference to begin with because he's, he's proud, he's, uh, he's waiting for you, he considers you to be a fundamentalist, Bible-bashing, narrow-minded, anti-science, big anti-science bigot. And so he's ready for you with his boxing gloves. So instead, you talk to him about his eternal salvation and bring up his other sins like lying and stealing and blasphemy, etc., and show him he's in big trouble. And so he suddenly sees that he is not being condemned because you don't like his lifestyle and you're going to wreck America. He sees that you're deeply concerned for his eternal salvation and you're motivated by love. And we didn't think, I didn't think we could put that in a movie. I thought, boy, that's going to be difficult. I thought the only way we can make a movie about homosexuality is to do a documentary with experts and have ex uh, homosexuals testifying that they're married with children and all is well and happy and it's stereotypical. It's kind of boring and who's going to watch it but the choir. However, we put together a script that's fast-moving, that has twists and turns, and it's, uh, we use Hollywood actors, it's a scripted movie, and it's a, a very compelling and moving storyline, and I believe by the grace of God we did it. We didn't compromise our convictions, we may remain true to scripture, and we expressed love and concern for the homosexual. We're delighted to say that we've received emails from lesbians who are saying this is a very powerful movie, it's very compassionate, saying for not hating us, and it's delightful to get things like that. Hmm. Now, give me the, the plot of the movie. What's the, what's the storyline? Young Christian, he's about a year old, who finds himself in an elevator with two uh, lesbians, not knowing how to share the gospel with them, wanting to, but breaking into a sweat at the thought of being seen as a, a homophobic or hateful person. So he begins his search on how to share the gospel biblically with a homosexual, 
and he, he comes across these uh, real-life videos on YouTube and begins watching them, and, and that becomes part of the story. And it's a very, as I said, fast-moving story with twists and turns that holds people's attention to the end. Can I tell people where they could watch it free? Yes, please. Audacitymovie.com. It's had about, I think, 280,000 views in two or three weeks. Or three weeks. Wow. And uh, it's award-winning, and I think uh, people will re- really appreciate it. Yeah, that's audacitymovie.com. Uh, also, uh, one thing that I really appreciated in watching the movie is that uh, it's not set in a church. There's no pastor, no big sermon. It was all uh, set in work and, and public environments. Was that something that you guys intentionally sought to do? Yes, we deliberately did that. We even took some scenes out where we had in the promo, I think the trailer, we had people in seats applauding. And it was actually in a comedy club, but we thought, "Uh uh-oh, that looks like it could be a church. And we don't want people to think this is a preachy movie. Uh, We want to get the gospel across in gentleness and in subtlety, uh, harmless as doves. And we're able to do that through the street witnessing footage uh, where people kind of sit like a fly on the wall and listen in to someone else hearing the gospel. And uh, we think it's very effective. In fact, we were nervous in putting in real-life footage, and we had... Some pre-releases, we uh, pre-screened the movie to a thousand Christians from four different demographics and said, tell us what you think, if it's, not, if it's good or bad. And they said, well, it needs more character development, so we filmed three new scenes. And they also said, please put in more uh, witnessing footage, street footage, because we love that. So we did do that, mm-hmm. and it seems to have paid off. Yeah, it was it was very compelling. Now, uh, you mentioned that you used Hollywood actors in the movie rather than uh, maybe actors that are believers. Tell me the, uh, the what the set was like and why'd you, why'd you go that direction? We did that because we knew that five seconds of cheesy acting would sink the ship. As Christians, we're put up with bad acting in Christian movies because well, it, it contains the gospel and we, we are very forgiving. You know, if there's someone acts for just a, five seconds, yeah, that's, that's okay. But non-Christians won't put up with it. They'll immediately click out of it if it's cheesy. So when we had our auditions, we didn't go by their worldview. We just said, let's see who can act. And then we checked out afterwards, and quite a few of them weren't Christians. Um, But the reason we did that is because I learned a lesson years ago. I went to a friend who was a Christian who was a dentist uh, because I wanted to support him, and he was giving me a discount, and it was awful. Yeah, it was a terrible time, very painful experience. So now I go to a dentist who's skillful. If I'm going to have brain surgery or I'm going to have a pilot fly me, I really don't care if he's a Christian or not, as long as he can fly the plane, as long as he can, you know, um, operate on my brain. And we wanted actors. We didn't really care about their worldview. We cared about their acting because we wanted this to be excellent. And we wanted people to watch it. And these non-Christians that did, we did employ, uh, came under the sound of the gospel again and again. We made friends with them. We're still friends with them, and uh, we, we, we went. We believe we went the right route. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Did you have any uh, one of them respond to the gospel in any way, or, or wrestle with, um, you know, obviously faith-based kind of uh, script or, or uh, direction of the movie? Yeah, we we made sure they knew what it was about because uh, actually some of them have come under quite a bit of flack from their LGBT friends uh, just for being in the movie. But we put into the contract, this is a faith-based movie, giving a biblical view on homosexuality. So they knew the script, they knew what they were doing, came into it with open eyes, and uh, they did a great job. I was just so pleased with the way they acted. 
Yeah, they they really did. I was really impressed with uh, with the acting and the um, uh, just the character development, like you were mentioning. Now, a- another thing that you mentioned that you mentioned was working in mixing in the the real life street interviews that you do. Now, what was that experience like? Oh, um, we've done it in all our movies, and um, it really is a unique way to present the gospel. We as human beings like to watch other people, uh, human beings and their reactions. Dogs like looking at other dogs. Don't, can't, can't care about anybody. They're just selfish. But human beings, we like to look at other people and uh, how they react. So putting in the street footage, uh, as I said, was a, a good move, I think, because it means people can hear the gospel without a sweaty, loose tie preacher pointing at them and yelling at them and, uh, um, and making it personal. This is kind of an impersonal way for them to hear the word of truth. So yeah, we were pleased that we did that. Now, you've been doing this style of evangelism for, for many years. Um, give me your craziest story. What's some more of your, your memorable experiences? Maybe somebody, uh, you know, responding to the gospel or maybe a, just a crazy memory from, from those street interviews. Yeah, um, people responding to the gospel is, is always great. I'm always kind of shake my head in unbelief when they want to say, I want to get right with God right now. And it's like, what? No, yeah. you want to get right with God right now, and that puts the fear of God in me because I don't want to interfere with something. And I've seen that happen a lot. So usually I, I just turn the camera off and I pray with a person and give them some literature and make sure they've got a Bible. That's always a moving experience. So uh, you feel so honored that God would allow you to be involved in such a thing as the birth of someone of the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Have you ever been uh, in danger or got a response that you just totally was not expecting? Yeah, but I've been beaten up by a woman once. Really? What was that experience like? It was a lot of fun. Took two weeks for the bruising to go down. She knew what she was doing. Oh, oh, oh man. Uh, all right. Uh, now, the movie's called Audacity. Uh, again, tell us where we can see it. How can we find it? How can we get involved? Audacitymovie.com and share it with others. Push it around all over the Internet. We've, we've had our YouTube channel's got 35 million views. Apostle Paul would go crazy at the thought that with a push of a button you can send the gospel to millions around the world, but we can do that. So watch the movie. If you like it, please share it with other people. Audacity is available on YouTube for more information about the film and to watch the movie absolutely free. Visit audacitymovie.com. That's great. Thank you very much. All right, last movie I'm going to give you this week for your production team to see is Woodlawn. It's about a gifted high school football player named Tony Nathan and how he must learn to embrace his talent and his faith as he battles racial tensions on and off the field. It's a powerful film set in Birmingham, Alabama in the 1970s. The film stars Sean Astin in his first football movie since Rudy. It also stars newcomer Caleb Castile and legendary actor John Voight. I spoke with producer Kevin Downs a few weeks ago on the podcast about the film. You can check out that episode uh, on our website or go to 1230media.com forward slash woodlawn for my full interview with Kevin. But this week, I thought I'd share an interview with John Voigt on his character of iconic football coach Paul Bear Bryant. Here's some clips of the movie along with an interview with John Voigt. Check this out. How many black players you got? Not nearly enough. So why do you see that changing? Because it's time. Now you gonna help me? 
I have to say that playing Bear Bryant, it's rather daunting. You know, there's so much of a mystique about Bear Bryant and so much love. As I saw this piece being offered me and I said, well, this is a tough deal to do this guy. These little voices saying, are you nuts? And I said, no, I'm going to take this job. <laughs> you know, and then you take it and you go, Whew. What am I, how am I going to do this? You know, as you get a little older, you're expected to have some gravitas. You know, and people say, gee, it's, uh, John's going to do it. Oh, it'd be great. Really? So I say, it's like climbing the Himalayas. You get as far up as you can, and then when you walk away, the mountain is still there. Now, when I look at each character I play, I say, well, what kind of nuts is this guy? Do you know what I mean? I know what kind of nuts I am, you know? So I look at Bear Bryant, and I say, well, where's, what kind of nut is he? I'm not leaving here until you decide to come to Alabama. Excuse me. So the, the thing that I bring to it is a, a sincere love for this portrait, and I want to do it the best I can. So that's, that's the positive that I bring. So I try to take this physicality and give us a little bit of a reminder of the great man. I have to do a lot with the uh, costuming, with the hat, of course, but the way he wore his hat and the way he stood you know, he stood a certain way. And just his attitude. You know the difference between you and these people? They're cowards. And you ain't. We need Bear Bryant always, but maybe more than ever right now. And all coaches have a responsibility, and when those responsibilities are met, they're influencing young people, you know? Uh, they're role models, they're leaders, they're uh, mentors, they're teachers. Uh, when that all comes together in somebody that really has real great talent, you know, makes a difference in many lives. They believe we're only gonna win two games. They believe that this season is the death rattle of a school that is barely able to stay alive. You see, I don't believe this for a minute. I believe that we can prove these people wrong. Why don't you go out there and show me what you all believe? Let's go do it! Okay, so I've given you five faith-based films for your production team to see. War Room, Princess Cut, Adrenaline, Audacity, and Woodlawn. You can find all these movies on DVD, Blu-ray, or digital download now. I'll place links to where you can purchase them on the show notes page for this episode. Simply go to 1230media.com forward slash podcast, click on episode number 40, and all the show notes and free content is right there for you. Well, that's it for us this week. Next week on the show, I'll be giving you five more faith-based films that I believe your production team should see. I'll tell you what they are next week. As always, I want to thank my producer, David Michael Hyde. David is a contemporary composer and music producer for film and digital media. The man himself can be found online at davidmichaelhyde.com. Thanks for listening this week, guys. If you would sometime today, go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. We would appreciate that, and it helps our ranking in the iTunes database so that more churches can get this content for their teams. Simply search for the Church Media Podcast in iTunes and leave a quick review, 
and rating for us there if you would. I also welcome your ideas and topics for future episodes of the show. Feel free to email me directly at carl at 1230media.com and uh, I'll be sure to take that feedback and integrate it into future episodes of the podcast. Go out there, guys, and create some incredible experiences this Sunday. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Get the show notes for today's episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And be sure to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. For more free church media resources, visit 1230media.com. We'll see you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast.